Hello, everybody. You are listening to A Cup of St. Joe, this weekly show about St. Joseph during Pope Francis's Year of St. Joseph, where we serve an espresso shot of teaching and devotion about St. Joseph. I'm very excited to be speaking with one of the sisters from the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist. They've often been called Oprah's sisters because if, <laughs> uh, a decade ago, she did a show with them. She actually did two shows. And I interviewed Sister Joseph Andrew a few months ago on my podcast, How They Love Mary. And it was a, such a wonderful interview. And in fact, was one of the, in the top 15 of all episodes I've had in all 100 episodes. So it was a very popular uh uh, she, you're, she was a very popular guest. And during that conversation, she shared some stuff about St. Joseph. And I said, you'll have to come on and share about St. Joseph. And today then I'm very happy to invite Sister Joseph Andrew to be here with me to talk a little bit about St. Joseph in the life of a Dominican sister. So welcome, sister. Thank you, Father. This is so exciting. Second only to Mary. That's right. So Mary led us to Joseph now for our conversation. Yes. And of course, we heard, we heard your name, Sister Joseph Andrew. We know that in some religious orders, they take a new name. You took the name Joseph. So I did, why Father. was that? What's the story behind your religious name? Oh, gosh, Father. Now, we could spend our entire time on this story because this story really is my life story. But I'll try to put it as succinctly for all our, um, our wonderful people who are um, on this Basically, Father, St. Joseph chose me as, as a little child. And so I went to a Catholic school, very um, strong Catholic family. My father, 100% Polish, so Catholic to the nth degree. My mom, 100% uh, Catholic convert from Southern Baptist, where that line of family has so many Baptist deacons and ministers. And so at any rate, that's another whole story for yet a third one, Father. Three's a charm, don't you think? In any case, Father, when I was in second grade in St. Mary's uh, Catholic School in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, the Dominican sisters were teaching us. And one day, Sister Barbara was telling us about the saints. And I had said to her, well, how do you get a devotion to a saint who you kind of like? And she said, well, you start talking to them and you befriend them. And for some reason, I'd always thought my father reminded me of St. Joseph, but I didn't really know much about St. Joseph and neither did anybody else when I would ask other than foster father of Jesus. And I'm like, well, whatever all that means. But in any case, so I found this little pamphlet. It's a, a longer story, but basically I found this pamphlet and it said, Eta Ad Joseph. So I grab it. And the next day my mom sends me back to pay for it because I didn't even think I had to pay for it. I just thought it was free. And I consumed it and I said, Joseph, that's it, you're the man. So we're gonna be big buddies throughout my entire life and I'm gonna make you my friend. Well, he just started befriending me in, in so many ways. And I remember thinking as I went through St. Mary's school, I wanted to be a Dominican sister. I wanted to do it as soon as I graduated from high school. And so um, being the character, which I mentioned when we were talking about Mary too, that I, that I was, and I was getting in trouble. One time I made the big announcement to my family that I was gonna be a Dominican sister. And my mother immediately asked me in which community, and I was horrified and I said, well, the Dominicans, of course. And she said, the way you behave, this is, you think they're gonna accept you. So I had one of those instant conversions. So if anybody ever, ever asked me if I had a conversion story, I do. And that was the moment it took place. I became so good. You just, nobody would believe it. And at any rate, 
And I wrote this prayer to St. Joseph, which I prayed every single day, entrusting my vocation to him that if I could enter the convent right after I graduated from high school, I would take his name. And anytime anyone calls me my name, it will be after St. Joseph, a thank you to St. Joseph. Well, I entered, and of course that was my full intention because he, he had done his part of this. And then right before we received our names, um, I received this message from my novice mistress, Mother Assumpta, who had said that Mother Mary William had mentioned, we have so many Josephs in the community, we don't, we don't need another one, so pick something else. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do that. So I had to kind of sneak around the convent, which isn't easy to do, and get to Mother's office and just explain my predicament. And she said, well, that's interesting. And she sent me back to the novitiate, and I was dying. So I went and explained it to my novice mistress, who said, well, it's out of my hands. And I'm like, well, St. Joseph, you have to do one more thing for me. Give me your name. So in any case... There were five of us in, in my particular group and I was the youngest and everybody had gotten the name. We turned in three names. They'd all gotten the name that they wanted. And so I was the last one. I was like, St. Joseph, you have to come through for this. And then this priest was giving us the habit. And so it's always, this is Dominican tradition. What do you desire is the question, sister. And that's the first time you know your name. And so he paused and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then he looked at the piece of paper again and he looked at me again. I'm like, I know you can read. What does it say? It's got to have Joseph on here. And I'm just dying. Of course, he was doing it to tease me. Me, mom, I'm having a heart attack up there going, oh, come on, come on. So finally, he says, Joseph Andrew. And then I turned around. We were, you know, in the sanctuary, actually. And I went like this to my group, like, I got him, I got him. And I thought, oh my gosh, that wasn't part of the protocol either that you're supposed to do. But I love him. And so he helped me even take his name. And Father, he walks with me constantly. I could, I could talk about St. Joseph. How many hours did you say we have? <laughs> 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> talk about him constantly, mainly from so many different directions. But one of them is when John Paul II, St. John Paul the Great, gave us such an incredible um, teachings on the feminine genius and his theology of the body. I'm always like, okay, why don't you give us also the masculine genius, which in many ways he did. I mean, that probably was almost taken for granted in some senses, but I'm thinking today it needs to be spelled out even more because we don't realize the spiritual leadership power a man has and that that is his God-given role and he better play it well. And as women, we are dependent on the man's holiness too. And I'm sure any wife would say that also about her husband. And it even goes in religious life. We're dependent on the priest. We're, that's the way God set things up. And so I remember so much um, a daddy's girl. And so just thinking as I would watch him pray in his rosary, I want to be like that. Now, who do I know that's like that besides him? And I thought St. Joseph. So St. Joseph's just always been um, one who I need and one who walks right beside me. And that's a very personal devotion that you're sharing, that you can sense him, he walks with you, you talk with him. So it's a very personable devotion that you have. It's not something rote, it doesn't seem. So are there other forms of 
a devotion to St. Joseph? Do you have a prayer? You mentioned one that you pray often, but are there other like devotions you make use of then at, in terms of St. Joseph? Wonderful, Father. Our community this year made the decision any Wednesday, which is the day we always give to St. Joseph anyway. And so any Wednesday, if it's a, a ferial day, you know, when we can have an optional memorial, we're doing the mass and the office of St. Joseph. So our whole community bumped him up, so to speak, which of course just thrills me to absolutely no end. And another thing that I really want to um, mention is Father Don Calloway's book on consecration mm -hmm. to St. Joseph. That gives so many wonderful things that St. Joseph has, has been a part of the history of the church so presently through the prayers to him, um, all the way from, in particular, I think of uh, Pope John the 23rd, Saint John the 23rd, and his devotion to Saint Joseph and how he got that devotion. And um, it goes all the way back to World War II and, and Bishop Kulog, who suffered very much in the concentration camps with his friends who determined if they got out of there, the miracle would be attributed to Saint Joseph. So those that did live through all that horror and imprisonment and cruelty would go back every single year. The last one just died a very few years ago and they would bond to St. Joseph. And then this Bishop in Vatican II um, had an intervention in which he requested that St. Joseph be added to the prayers of the universal church and the litany and um, the canon of the mass basically. Hmm. And so the history is very interesting because he had been so brutalized in the concentration camp that he spoke with a stutter and he could hardly walk and he was elderly. Well, the, the bishops present, some of them start saying, okay, you've talked enough, sit down. We don't understand you. You're not making sense. Just sit down. He's going, I just, it's very simple. I just want you to add that we vote on adding the canon to the canon of the mass, the title of St. Joseph. Any case, he was told to sit down, which he did. And Pope John Paul said, Pope John the 23rd was watching by television. He wasn't present and he saw what they did. He was a friend of this bishop because he admired his suffering mm -hmm. and he was a friend. And so on December 8th of that year, um, John the 23rd announced that St. Joseph would be added to the canon of the mass. So there's so many things that St. Joseph gets his way in, in a very quiet manner. And I think that's part of what I like about him. You have to decide you want him to be a friend. And then he comes through full force hmm. because he's not a loud saint, but he's a strong saint and he's a persevering and he's with you, saint. Um, so the consecration to St. Joseph that many, many people, our next group that will be entering on August 22nd of young women, they all made the consecration to St. Joseph either on March 19th or May 1st this year. So they call themselves the St. Joseph group. So that's very, very special for us too. And a lot of them want the name Joseph. And I said, well, we should have as many Josephs as we have Marys. And that's a lot in our community, about 150 right now. Yeah. Wow. Now, you're a Dominican sister, and one of the things that the Dominicans are really known for is the rosary. St. Dominic receives the rosary, promotes the prayer of the rosary. Dominicans wear the rosary on their waist. How do you incorporate your devotion? There it is. 
How do you incorporate your devotion to St. Joseph maybe in your own meditation on the mysteries? Because there's some of the mysteries, of course, the joyful, where it's very easy to do so. So is that something you do, incorporate St. Joseph in your meditation? Father, did the Holy Spirit ask you to ask that? Because yes, the answer is definitely yes. And how do I do that? So many times I think if God the Father's will had been that St. Joseph lived a little bit longer, what would have been his reactions? How would he have corresponded to oh, wow. stood beside Mary and all the things that took place in our in our Lord's life in the in the luminous mysteries? Where would he have been? What would he have done? Um, and then of course when we get to the glorious mysteries, you know, that that's quite different. But I'm always thinking, Joseph, how would you what would you have done? And for me in particular, I would say because I have a very active mind and it can roam all over the place. And I'm always praying the Holy Spirit, keep me focused, which sometimes I am and sometimes I'm not. But I, but I do that, Father. I go to St. Joseph and say, what would you do in this particular point? And not just standing alone, but standing beside Mary, because that's always the way I picture him. What would sure, you do sure. with Mary at this point? Any place where Mary was, what would Joseph do? Yeah, wow. You, you've really changed that for me because I wrote a whole set of rosary meditations, you know, 20, you know, 20 different meditations on each of the mysteries. And I tried to touch upon each one with St. Joseph uh, in some way. So like with the wedding feast at Cana, what I reflected on was the betrothal of, of Joseph and Mary. But now you're giving me something else to think about. What would, how would he have responded what would he have thought at seeing the water turned into wine? You know, so so that's that's a point of meditation I haven't yet considered. So I really appreciate that. Oh, beautiful, Father. And it could have been that he would have said to Mary, go ask him, you know, sure. go for it, go for it. Not that she necessarily needed him, but at the same time, that would have been a nice manly support for the woman doing it. And then the other thing, too, he could have said to Jesus, son, do what your mother asks. Yeah, Wow. You know, there's another element of meditation, and I, I can't remember if you shared this on How They Love Mary, or we talked about it afterwards, kind of in a, a, a ending conversation, but you mentioned your own vision, kind of, not vision, but your own meditation about Holy Communion and St. Joseph. In our earlier interview, I was talking about Mary receiving her first Holy Communion, and you shared something very powerful about St. Joseph and how you think he would have received his first Holy Communion, mindful of the fact that, that uh, St. Joseph wasn't there when the Eucharist was instituted. So how could he have received his first Holy Communion? I love this, Father. When it came to me, it's something I kind of carry like 24-7 because every time I receive communion, I really do try to kind of think about that again because it's in, you know, we know God comes to us in every single moment. And how often do we bypass realizing this too is a gift of God. This too is grace. And so it's just very simply that when Jesus was growing up and helping his father and, and the you know, the, the, the workmen that they were, and they were working with the wood and everything, and how easy it would have been, because I'm sure it's happened to any of us that have worked with wood in, in any manner, you get a splinter. And so what do you do? You try to pull it out and you, it bleeds. And so Joseph, with his huge fatherly heart and his protective uh, 
manly gifts would have rushed over to that little son and put his little finger in his mouth and just said, it's going to be okay. And then, you know, just taking that little bit of blood. And that was Joseph's first Holy Communion. Yeah. You know, I've shared that since you share that with me, I've, I've shared that with a number of people and they always think of the profundity of it. So that, you you know, that the other time I'm like, this is something we need to share on the cup of St. Joe as well. And that's why I wanted to bring (laughs) on was to share that little bit. Um, Anything else, you know, strike you about St. Joseph, maybe one of his favorite titles from the litany, any other point for meditation for us? Yes. So I wrote Pope Francis recently, well, it was about maybe four months ago, and I said, in this year, St. Joseph, I know you're going to probably be adding more litanies to the litany of St. Joseph, just as you did for um, Mary, you know, and all these other. So in any case, so I wrote him and um, used some of his quotes to make it that much more appealing, so I thought, anyway. And I submitted Joseph, ever vigilant protector of Mary's Eucharistic mystery, pray for us. Oh, wow. Okay. And I said, this is kind of complementarity to Mary, mother of the Eucharist. And we really don't think of Joseph's role in that as much. But he was the ever vigilant protector. And I was talking about, you know, the masculine genius and that we need to really become more and more the saints that God wishes us to be as men and as women and the differences and how beautiful they are. And I love that. And we should thank God for that. And at the same time, realize the opposite, so to speak, or the other, as John Paul II would say, St. John Paul the Great, is the complementarity that we need so much. And so, Father, I would just um, offer everyone to really love Joseph more just by praying to him and thinking about him and giving him chances. You know, when you can't find a, a parking space, ask St. Joseph, he'll open it up. They'll back right out and almost hit you. Right there's your spot. Uh, I could go on and on with the many, many things. Um, you know, St. Andre Bisset, when um, he was in Montreal, Canada, he was Holy Cross priest who loved St. Joseph and built the Basilica there. And I could go on and on about that particular St. Joseph's in Montreal. But one of the things that really struck me was all the miraculous healings. And he would just call himself St. Joseph's little donkey. He said, it's not me, it's St. Joseph and St. Joseph gets it from God. And his theology is totally correct. But he loves St. Joseph and St. Joseph, there wasn't anything St. Joseph couldn't do if obviously the father wanted it. And so when they exhumed his body to beatify him, they found in the tomb, everything was gone, basically, except his heart, well, that's appropriate, and his two hands with which he rubbed the St. Joseph oil on the sick people. Oh, wow. I'm like, St. Joseph wouldn't even let anything happen to those two hands. St. Joseph is so strong, and we need him today. We need him to make us stronger and to make himself very visible to us as that man interiorly that we can go to for men to become stronger men and stand up for truth and for women to have that complementarity that makes us, that feminine genius really shine out of us. We need the man and St. Joseph's mind. Definitely. And one of the, you know, as you mentioned, writing the Holy Father, 
Well, I'm sure he's getting lots of requests during this year of St. Joseph, not only from you, Sister Joseph, but I know that there are lots of people who want to see the the devotion to the the chaste heart of Joseph, to have yeah. the three hearts then. Uh -huh. uh, I know that some people are petitioning for the... Um, uh, for for the what is it the holy espousal so How beautiful you know the betrothal of Joseph and Mary I think that feast would be sometime in January and we just wonder what Pope Francis might have up his sleeve as we bring this year to an end uh huh mm -hmm. he has given us some more litany titles but I just keep going back to the one that I like Father because it encompasses the masculine genius which we need in the world today For you sure. protect the woman and her child and that's always going to be a mystery and in mary's case it's the eucharistic mystery and the man had to be there as long as god gave him and i think saint joseph was young and i don't know how he died or when but um i just think in so many ways he he's living on in in us father definitely well, thank you so much for joining me, Sister Joseph Andrew, and sharing these great thoughts, these great sound bites too. You know, I'm going to ruminate, I know myself, on a lot of the things that you've shared today. Oh, I'm going to you. integrate them into my own prayer life, I think, too. So uh, I, I knew this was going to be a very enriching conversation, not only for me, but for everybody that sees it. And how could people learn more about your wonderful religious community? Oh, thank you, Father. We have a website and it's sistersofmary.org. So you don't put Dominican sisters on there. It's just sistersofmary.org. And that's one of the best ways. Another is our media platform, which is, um, gosh, o open media. So OP for Dominican Order of Preachers, yep. O-P-E-N-M-E-D-I-A, media. Okay. Well, that's great. And I'll be sure to link to that. I want people to check out your religious order. Uh, I've been very touched by, by your own vocation, by the, by the work of the Dominican sisters and uh, wish, uh, wish you all uh, God's blessings and peace. Father, you are wonderful. Thank you. And thank you for being everything a priest supposed to be. We well, need thank you. Well, thank Saint you. St. Joseph bless you. <laughs> well, thank you. And uh, you've been listening today to A Cup of St. Joe. We've just had an espresso shot of teaching about St. Joseph. And now I invite you to join me of, in devotion as we pray the litany of St. Joseph. I'll see you next time. Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. God, the Father of heaven, have mercy on us. God the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Illustrious Son of David, pray for us. Light of Patriarchs, pray for us. Spouse of the Mother of God, pray for us. Chaste Guardian of the Virgin, pray for us. Foster Father of the Son of God, pray for us. Watchful Defender of Christ, pray for us. Head of the Holy Family, pray for us. Joseph, most just, pray for us. Joseph, most chaste, pray for us. Joseph, most prudent, pray for us. Joseph, most valiant, pray for us. Joseph, most obedient, pray for us. Joseph, most faithful, pray for us. Mirror of patience, pray for us. Lover of poverty, pray for us. Model of workmen, pray for us. Glory of home life, pray for us. Guardian of virgins, 
pray for us. Pillar of families, pray for us. Solace of the afflicted, pray for us. Hope of the sick, pray for us. Patron of the dying, pray for us. Terror of demons, pray for us. Protector of Holy Church, pray for us. Guardian of the Redeemer, pray for us. Servant of Christ, pray for us. Minister of Salvation, pray for us. Guide in times of trouble, pray for us. Protector of exiles, pray for us. Protector of the afflicted, pray for us. Protector of the poor, pray for us. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. He made him the Lord of his household and prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God, who in thine ineffable providence did vouchsafe to choose blessed Joseph to be the spouse of thy most holy mother, grant, we beseech thee, that he whom we venerate as our protector on earth may be our intercessor in heaven, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen.